thousand hours. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. Welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. This is Truth, Freedom, and Sophia with your host, Sophia. Shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for putting this all together. And all of our shows are live at onthewakeupradio.com. You can catch all of our replays on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Please follow us on Instagram at onthewakeupradio. Also support us on PayPal at paypal slash onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. Also check out our new streaming site, OTWTube. You can also create your own profile and upload your own videos or upload shared videos that you uh, admire and want other people to see. It's a really cool place to get good information, uncensored, unfiltered, and just be free. Um, also, we are all with, you can donate at Cash App on dollar sign on the wake up radio again find us on on the wake up radio.com this is truth freedom and sophia welcome everybody tonight uh normally this is a, an episode of zest and sophia but zest is on a little sabbatical so um <laughs> it's just me tonight so welcome and i'm gonna get right into the topic which is harmony and are we choosing the true human versus the fallen human and the reason i picked that as a, a title is because that's what i feel like we are trying to work our way back to the true human where we have been kind of in a not kind of we have been in a devolved state we've been in a, in a fallen state in a fallen mental state as well so this is a whole metaphysical healing process I believe for a lot of us on earth. And it doesn't just mean healing emotional traumas that you endured and experienced here on earth. It also has to do with your spirit, your soul, the whole connection, timelines, gate, um, stargates, all of that. And we have to start opening our minds to this and start seeing the bigger picture because the fallen human can't see beyond the illusion the fallen human is trapped in the illusion the fallen human isn't isn't connected to the higher self so it can't pull its way out of things it can't navigate life properly because the the fallen human is is a, is like a distorted version of who you are it's a buffered you know uh ripped apart version of who you are it's not the the true you so what I want to do is open up with a beautiful little clip from this book. It's called The Science of Mind. Now, I have not read this full, full book front to back, but I read, I've read i read it probably fully through sporadically reading different um, chapters and different sections. And it's a really amazing book. I do believe that that we are a trinity just like with christianity with the people who believe in the trinity of jesus the the father son holy spirit i believe as a just a human being in general we're we're all a trinity we all have three three parts to us we all have 
spirit soul body or whatever order you some people call it mind body soul however what order there's three parts of us and they're all compartmentalized and that's why we are out of harmony because those parts of us aren't working together they're not communicating with each other they're all it's either i'm in my spiritual mode or you're in your fallen mode or you're this and we have to start understanding that as a human being that's part of who we are it's not we're not meant to reject parts of us we're meant to embrace parts of ourselves even especially the ones we don't like so that we can learn more about ourselves because for me Here's what I see all the time. And I don't say this with arrogance, like I'm some awesome person, because if I've ever shared the things that I've been through and the awful things and some of the things that I've gone through and had to realize about my own life, you wouldn't, you would say, okay, she's speaking from experience. But a lot of people, I see this all the time. They say, I don't want to be this way when you're, when you're, you know, say you're, helping a friend and her boyfriend, right? And the, the boyfriend has anger issues. I'm literally just making this. And the boyfriend's saying, I don't want to be this way. I don't know what's wrong with me, right? We all hear that all the time. You've, we've, we've all said it to ourselves at some point, like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Why am I doing this? Well, what do you think is happening when that happens, when you are, are in that state of mind, where your behavior isn't matching who you want to be or who you believe you really are? That's where I, I think all the lessons are learned. Not in the behavior itself, not in the, oh, I want to deny this, that, that I'm this, I can be this way. I want to deny that I'm angry. I want, no, you actually change the minute you actually look in the mirror and recognize and say, I am anger. I am angry. If I am being angry, then I am angry. That's just the truth. And when we start seeing things from that kind of perspective and state of mind, you start gaining clarity and you start moving more true to who you are. You start ascending. You start becoming the true human, the human that is, is lives within the higher self in the mind, but also is in unity with the heart and the soul, which operates here on earth is in dis and is distinct to earth. Your spirit is the eternal you. So from this book, um, I just want to read this little teeny blip that I thought just spoke beautifully. So it says, spirit knows itself. God speaks and it is done. But if God speaks, his word must be law. The word of God is also the law of God. God is word. God is law and God is spirit. This is self-evident. We arrive at the conclusion that God as spirit is self-conscious life. That spirit is conscious, is proven by the fact that we have evidence of this consciousness strewn through all time and space. God must know that God is. This is the inner meaning of the teaching of the I am, handed down from antiquity. The spirit is the power that knows itself, is one of the oldest sayings of time. And I found that that kind of really embodied a lot of what I am talking about because the spirit is the true you. The spirit is the I am. But we can't operate in union and in harmony with our spirit if we're always in a fallen state of mind. Understand what I'm saying?
So it's important that we start to adjust our perspective on ourselves and our state of mind and examining our actions, examining our intentions. I find that so, you know, so many times we get into, you know, different different stages of life and some stages are amazing some stages are learning stages but not everyone goes go looks at at things like that where a stage that you might call like a dark night of the soul some people might get stuck there and they don't know how to pull out of it and i think that is the state of that that most of humanity is in right now they're in a a stuck state they don't know how to pull themselves out of this state of mind, this fallen state of mind. And they're not able to connect to the higher self because there's too much buffering in between the, the mind. There's too much compartmentalization as well, but there's too much buffering between the, the, high, the true self and the mind and the heart. There's no integration because there's buffering and the, the spirit flows. The spirit operates in total liquidity, fluidity. It doesn't work in a stop and go manners. That's why when you're operating in your, in, in, in unity with your true self in union, you flow, you, you flow and you, you feel, you just feel sure, you feel true. You don't feel that anxiety, that overwhelmed feeling all the time, that that uh, constant state of uh, what if I'm wrong, the what if state of mind all the time. Most people um, tend to be in that state of mind because the program that, I'll just say like the governmental program or the matrix program, and we'll call it the matrix program, and the matrix programming has created an aspect of you that they control. And that aspect of you that they control is the become the dominant personality. And that's why you end up disconnected from your spirit because you should always be going within when you're looking for answers, when you're looking for guidance. And instead, the program tells you that you shouldn't know yourself because you're a fallen human. See the fall, the fallen, this whole fallen humanity thing. It's like a whole. There's all many dimensions to it. It's a fallen state of mind, but it, it's also they are programming against us to teach us that we're fallen, that we're fallen beings, that we that we can't get back to grace, that that we're these sinful beings that that can't get out of our own ways. That's a lie. That is a hijacked psyop of the mind that they program into us so that we don't ever trust ourselves so that we, we don't ever really believe in ourselves because who can believe in themselves if they don't even think that they're worthy of anything and that's where most mostly i do work when i work with people that's mostly where i start is i start by getting them to really believe that they're worthy of of being the true human, that they have that in them. They have to recognize it. They have to see that part of themselves to integrate that part of themselves. Most people don't have a clear picture of what it looks like to operate in unity and in, in true harmony with your spirit.
because they're stuck in the 3D matrix. They're stuck here in, in this fallen world mentality where it's who, who do I need to please and where you're looking for reassurances for, from, from outside sources. You know, right now speaks a lot to, you know, this whole subject, and which is why I brought, I'm, th- I'm it's on my mind, and, is that so many people have to stand so strong and so firm alone right now in their convictions. And just because they're alone doesn't mean that they're wrong, doesn't mean that they are, they're not righteous. And in fact, I would always more, be more inclined to believe it's the opposite that the person standing alone has the most to lose and why unless something is so important so true so valuable else would they be doing that to themselves you know unless it's like a fake martyring situation psyop which we know the government does (laughs) but i digress you know we have to start wondering about ourselves you know what's motivating me what are my true intentions you know because here's the thing, a clean conscience is the best, most comfortable pillow. And a lot of people are having a lot of sleep problems. A lot of people have to be medicated constantly just to, just to, uh, just to function in this, in this world. When your society, uh, like demands that you edit yourself, that you medicate yourself just to operate and function in it in, in a way that they'll accept you. You know that this is, that's a fallen society. And the true human, the human that is integrated with their higher self, that is in union and harmony with and operating in that higher self perspective, doesn't need governments, doesn't need governance, doesn't need anything outside of themselves. It's important to understand this. And with this whole, the whole thing I just read, spirit knows itself. That's true. Just like I said, you are what you are, you what you are. You are, like, I am that I am. And the true I am is the spirit. And it doesn't need a label or a box or check marks or approval or anything like that. It operates in, 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 in total uh, assurity. It operates in total harmony. And because it is, if you are, because you're in, if it is your true authentic self, you know, the true spirit that you're integrated with, you won't have conflicts with people. You won't, you don't need to say like, how do I operate in my, how do I know if it's my true self telling me the truth? You won't have that feeling. You won't have that anxiety. You won't have to question it because when some when when you're connected like that and you are hearing truth or you're around it, it's not the words that matter. It's what you feel. It's how it's the essence you link into, and you can't link into the essence of truth if you're disconnected from your spirit, the true you, the eternal you, and you can't be the true human unless you are living as an integrated human as a complete human which means the spirit fuels fuels this life fuels this body and this body is is a temporary container but it's also divine as well it's also to be cherished and valued and respected it's not just uh, a car for driving through this earth no no there's something 
beautiful and divine about our form because it's in the image of God. So if our form is in the image of God, and then we are also, right, spirit, and God is the spirit, right? Then we're divine, we're God, we're aspects of God. We're just different aspects of this one spirit world, which is gonna lead me to this next thing I'm gonna read. Because it's beautiful. And we and again, if we start tweaking our perspective, if we start tweaking our mentality and start actually being accountable for our thoughts, we think we're only accountable for our actions. Again, this is part of adjusting your thinking. When you think from the higher mind, you realize I'm not just responsible for my my words and the stuff that I materialize out of my my body, like as an expression. I'm not just responsible for my expression. I'm also responsible for my thoughts because you do have an aspect of you that is fallen, which is the aspect they keep you in, which is the aspect I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to pull out of. And that's the true human. It's the ascending human. But the aspect that the fallen aspect of you is a part of you that is influenced by demons, by other entities, by darker things. And then that's the part of you that might have that thought, right? That, that you feel for a second that you think something real distorted. But it's your job not to deny the distorted thought because the denial of a distorted thought will do what? What did happen to Sophia when she denied her distortion? She created you know, the demiurge, his whole world and all of that. So it's not meant to be denied. You're meant to confront and say, that is not my thought. I don't accept that as my thought and it can be gone because your thoughts are not true, are not connected to your spirit. Your thoughts are connected to your subliminal mind and your subliminal mind is the part of you that is like the computer program in your mind, which is just Taking in information, taking in information, take, not conscious information, un unconscious, subconscious information. And that's the subliminal mind. And that's usually, that's why you're also responsible for the stuff you put into your mind, into your body. See, we're not, again, just responsible for the stuff coming out. We're responsible for everything going in as well. Mind, body, spirit, soul, all of it. We have to start getting on that level. Everyone is way too materially focused way too, you know, um, 3D mindset. We have to lift out of it. So I'm going to read this also from the same book, Science of Mind. And it's, it says it's the, one of the lessons, streams of consciousness. And this is just, I think, just beautifully said. Each being an individual identity in mind is known by the name he bears and by the vibration which he emanates. For while we are all one in mind and spirit, we each have a separate and an individualized personality. That is the only way that spirit can individualize, making it possible for many to live in the one. Each then is represented by its stream of consciousness and each continuously functioning in mind, built around himself in aura or mental atmosphere, which in turn is constantly flowing out as a stream of consciousness. Because of the unity of mind, each is one with the all. 
And at that point, at the point where he contacts the all, he universalizes himself. This will be easily understood when we realize that man always uses the one mind. He is in it and thinks into it. And because it is universal, his thought may be picked up by anyone who is able to tune in on that thought. Just as we pick up radio messages, a radio message, a broadcast from New York City, is immediately present all around the world. Hard as this concept may be to grasp, we know it to be the truth. Let us shift the basis to mentality and we shall see that the same thing happens when we think. We think into the one mind and this thought is immediately present everywhere. It is in this sense that each one is universal. According to the unity of mind, thought is everywhere present and so long as it persists, it will be. What is known in one place may be known in all places. So again, also I think beautifully stated in describing that we all have access to this spirit realm. We're all of this one realm, which if you want to put it in a religious context, the Gnostics and call it, and the Essenes called it the Pleroma. I'm not, sorry, not the Essenes. The Gnostics and the Nagamati texts call it the Pleroma, you know, but we're all of this. And this is why they have to disconnect us from this, our spirit, from this oneness, from this Akashic record, you know, that's, and also I thought it was beautiful the way they describe our streams of consciousness, because that's what we are. And they've hijacked our stream of consciousness because my stream of consciousness is meant to be expressed through here as Sophia, through this unique divine personality. And instead, they cut me. Well, no, they didn't. I, I say, I take that back. They cut most off from that spirit realm. And then they hijack that stream of consciousness and only feed that stream of consciousness the lower fallen self, the fallen human. And we have to break out of this fallen mentality. Where we're, we're again, it's outside of ourselves. Everything's going in. And we have to start connecting right? And interacting with spirit, with our spirit, which again resides in the oneness, in the higher realm, which is the divine, which is your birthright. Your birthright has a true human who was once fully complete and fully true, but we were once fully true human. And we be, we've become de devolved and, and we can we can, I mean, as scary as this sounds, the earliest we can track it back to is the destruction of Atlantis. Something went awry in that time. And there's many different uh, versions of what could have happened and why. But they say that two groups split off. And the true humans who were here operating in the true oneness with the divinity as an expression of God and the unique personality individual you know, we had magical abilities. We didn't even need to really speak words. Words were solely meant and used and utilized for creating. That's how much power our words used to have. We, we didn't have such a large vocabulary. We had a potent vocabulary. We had a vocabulary that you don't even want to call it a vocabulary, but we had the words we used were creation words. These were words of the very vibration of the word coming out of your mouth had, a, had an entire 
creation effect. That's why they say like about how a lot of ancient structures were built. They were built through vibration, through the word, through sound. Which is why, again, if you want to go back to the Tower of Babel, they had to scramble up our word language. And actually, probably that's where the language barrier ends up coming in, which devolves us there. Right. We get we get devolved linguistically. Then we get devolved in our mental state through more disconnect. So now you have to try. So, so now you have to try more and more ways of communication, which then allows for more and more room for miscommunication, right? I talk about this a lot because it, it, it matters to me and I communicate with a lot of people in this in this manner, but we're not meant to communicate and explain things. We're meant to tap into each other's essence of what we're feeling. We used to be able, again, they mentioned like aura, how we have a unique aura. Well, if we were operating as our true human, when we would interact with each other, we'd be able to see each other's auras, which means we'd be able to perceive what state of mind or what emotional state that person's in and be able to then help them in whatever way that we can see or perceive that they're lacking or needing uplifting, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't operate in that state of mind. Most people operate in, in a self-loathing, selfish state of mind, which means that even if it's not in, like a, an intentional evil thing, and you're not like a selfish person, meaning you're stingy, that's different, but meaning your, your state of mind is like the world is happening to you. Everything happens and it's either against you or for you. And you're always looking and trying to identify the villain in a situation or the right and the wrong in the situation. That right and wrong, which is interesting because you got to think about it. What is the symbol, right, that, that they, one of the largest, biggest symbols we know for, like, the Masons and these occult groups that we know, these esoteric groups that we know are, are practicing mind control and all of these, you know, dark practices. What do we, what is it? The checker floor, right? What does the checker floor represent? Black and white. I believe for them, against us, what it means is us trapped in that state of mind black and white, right and wrong, polarity, you know? And we're not meant to operate in that state of mind. We're just not. Because you know what? Something evil can happen and you can make it good. You can use it for your good. So really, if you think about it, we're not helpless victims in our lives where every circumstance just happens and it is what it is. And, you know, my life happens just, no, you can you can choose that that is that could be true. That is true if that's the reality you choose to live in. But that you could also choose to live in the other reality where you say, I when things happen, whether I, I'm not going to be so quick to to label them either good or against good good for me or bad for me. I'm gonna make everything good for me. I'm gonna try and find the, the good for my life and everything. Because look at you can look back at right at your past. And, and you, like I said earlier, like how people get stuck, if something bad happens then they get stuck mentally and they're never able to progress and they're always trapped and they're always reacting to things based on that stuck state of mind. You know, like they say, when someone starts drugs at 15, that's the state, that's the mentality they end up in um, when they get clean again, like what, no matter how many years later, they could be 50, but they'll be like a 15 year old mentally, right? 
Well, we're all, every, that's what everyone's stuck in because everyone is an addict in some way. They're addicted to lies and illusion and, and outside sources validating you. It's, it's all a fake, it's all a fake life. It's not real reality. But when we get stuck like that, we're not able to, to, to operate anymore in truth and in reality because that, that situation, that experience that we chose to let negatively impact us and leave a stain on our psyche and on our, on our body, because when you have, when, when you go through trauma, like that actually sears into your muscle memory, it sears into your body. So then every time a situation happens that reminds you of that, even if it's not even a traumatic thing, if it, if it brings up that memory, your body immediately will go into that same trauma disguised response. And that's how that, that's an aspect of control that they, they use on us. But we also induce it on ourselves a lot by not accepting reality, by not accepting responsibility and accountability. And again, another way they control us because that's operating in the fallen self state of mind, the state of mind that 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 needs a controller, that needs an archon. That's why the archons need you in your fallen state of mind so they can ar be archons. Otherwise, who are they ruling over themselves? And they're boring and they have nothing and they don't have spirit. They don't have divinity. They don't have access to that. And the only access they have to that is through us. And I'm going to give you a little bit more deep history, which I wasn't going to get into, but it's part of our history and it's part of the story with the whole mixing of bloodlines. So when we were in our fully, fully full state, our fully true state, right? We had access to our 12 strand DNA. Our, all our entire DNA strand was activated, which means again, we were using those abilities that we have. We are activated in the light body. We could operate in and out of other realms, in and out of other dimensions. But what's also important is not only is the human with the 12 strand DNA important and divine, but also Earth is in a very special spot in a in a in another in a bigger system. And Earth has access to the halls of Amenti, which is a whole nother realm, which is where these sick beings want to access. So a long time ago, that's when they started to intermingle their DNA with ours so that they could integrate themselves, you see, their lower cells into humanity so that they can then get, get access to our genetics, our DNA, so that they then could access stargates. And the way that they keep most from 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 ascending from getting out of this planet when they die is through controlling us through our religion by telling us what how to worship and by our belief system so that when you die whatever your belief system is i'm going to actually share a video in it after the break um, whatever your belief system is your merkaba which is your your vibrational spin will will sync with that belief system and then bring you back here because your belief system uh I'll, we'll share a break but i mean we'll share i'll share a, a clip after the break but i'm going to take a quick break again you're listening to on the wake up radio this is truth freedom and sophia um i'll be back in a minute all right and we're back sorry for that long break uh this is on the Wake Up Radio with Truth, Freedom, and Sophia. Again, shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby. 
Um, I just want to take a quick second because she does this awesome job and she puts up the definitions of a lot of the things I mentioned. And I think it's really important that we go over these definitions just in case because language as you know it's important and we have to understand sometimes not just the word and its meaning but the essence of what that word is saying in in wisdom and action so metaphysics of a statement or theory having the form of an empirical hypothesis but in fact immune from empirical testing and therefore the view of the logical positives literally meaningless so metaphysical is is that literal is that it's it's operating outside of the laws as you would say of of physics that 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 they have laws harmony harmony is an agreement of ideas feelings or actions or a pleasing combination of different parts he imagined a society in which all races live together in harmony and harmony is actually the core of my brand. I have a whole nother, whole other page called Harmony Healing, and I put together ascension boxes. I also create um, medicine cabinets out of essential oils. I am a doTERRA uh, market partner. But Harmony, the reason I chose that is because Harmony is, it is the key. Again, I feel like we lived in a where they've been able to compartmentalize our personalities, set them, you know, shift them out, make you one person at your job, you're one person at your home, and you're another person at your church, you know, and really that's not how we're, we're supposed to live. You're supposed to be who you are all the time. You're not supposed to be the work Sophia, the the, the radio Sophia, you know, the mom. Like, you're, you're supposed to be an integrated human and know when to let certain aspects of you shine in other moments when they're necessary, but not totally shift and become a different person for each separate thing. In harmony also, for me, in the sense where we should live in together with harmony, race-wise, religion-wise, in all ways, harmony is the key because harmony is, you have to have love to have harmony. And we have, that's why it's important to start operating and functioning in, 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 through the heart chakra and operating in love. Because when you operate in love, you start harmonizing because you start seeing everyone in, 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 in their individualism and it doesn't become a threat to you. See, we live in a, in a society right now, especially politically, where anyone who's opposite to you, people perceive that as that's a threat. Because you're not like me, because we don't think the same, because your conclusions aren't the same as mine. One of us is right, one of us is wrong, and I don't want to be the wrong one. So I'm going to squash you from, you know, stop you, embarrass you, just totally not get you heard. Because I only, I don't want anyone to disagree with me. That's someone who's not operating in a, in, in a surety of what they're even believing in, or what they're even convicted by, or who they even are. You should be able to be to hear things that are the total opposite of what you've concluded without having an emotional stirring or or some sort of triggering moment. That should show you that that you need to do some introspection and start looking at yourself and wondering why. Because if you were again functioning in the realm of truth with unity of spirit. You wouldn't feel threatened. The threat wouldn't be there. Other people's points of view would only help evolve yours. 
and give you more understanding. See, it's about valuing those aspects. See, the fallen self doesn't value understanding, doesn't value wisdom, doesn't value compassion, sympathy, harmony. It doesn't because those things are a threat to the fallen self because then the fallen self wouldn't be fallen. You'd be the ascended self, the true self. And that fallen state, which is a state that's attached here to the material, which is then controlled and manipulated by these other realms, these archons, this, you know, materially driven world that we're in, that's the, that's the you they need to keep you in. So they can't have you operating in harmony and, and logic and, and all of reason and love and respect. So without saying that, they have to get you in that mindset so that that's just how you operate. And that's what the majority of the problem is nowadays. It should never be a threat. And the truth should never, ever offend you. Ever. Ever. Because it just is. And again, it's about that black and white polarity thing. Good, bad, good, bad. Get out of that mind. Shift that thinking. Go into the middle. Get go ready. Go into the middle. And then go up. Go up above it. And then you'll see how silly that all is, how silly it is to look at everything and always be looking for the villain. And you think about it. Maybe that is part of the fairy tale programming and all of these things when we're these these movies, just tell all these programs and things we watch when we're young. Right. It's all about the bad guy, the villain, identifying the villain, identifying the good guy. Maybe there's a good and bad guy in all of us. And just like the Native American saying, you know, about the wolf, there's a there's a wolf inside of all of us. One wolf is darkness, hate, greed, envy, basically all the seven deadly sins and all the nasty things of life, the fallen human. And then there's the other wolf, which is represents good, love, harmony, peace, understanding, respect, all those beautiful things that lift you up. And they say the one that wins is the one you feed. And which one, how do you know which one you're feeding? Through your thoughts. Well, how do you know which thoughts you're feeding? How do you know which state of mind you're in? Through the way you're expressing yourself, through your actions. Your life is a reflection of, of who you are. So if you look around and all you have is plastic stuff, nice things, pocketbook shoes, stuff, accolades, then then that's all you are is a shell because those aren't things. So that's not that's not a person. Those are all little things that add up and become part of, you know, who you are and your expression, that's not a person. And most people have built their identity based off of these fallen aspects of humanity, which is, you know, the, the envious jealousy, you know, the comparing to everybody else. That's the state of mind. That's what all those things represent. Sometimes, you know, I think a lot about, you know, homeless people, not the ones that are there because they're drugged out or, or alcoholics, but the people that really choose to not, not live on the streets, live on the sidewalks, but to live a very simple lifestyle. They're very happy. They're very, they're at peace with themselves. Because I think when you get to a place where you're, where you're truly integrated, where you feel like you've experienced enough of life where you feel like you understand I, I think when you do start to understand that life is way deeper and way more meaningful than the way we're living it that's 
where you start to detach from the material. That's where you start to go inside and start building who you are and knowing who you are based on inside, not creating who you are. See, they 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 get us in like again in this mindset from when we're born, right? We start, we have to, we have to find ourselves. We have to find ourselves. Like we got lost somewhere along along the birth canal. <laughs> and now we got to go find ourselves. And that our whole life is actually you finding yourself the whole your whole life. That is not that's that's buffering. See that's what I call buffering. If you want to live in this buffered lifestyle where you're just like, you know, all these things got to be done before you can do what you're actually mean wanting to do and needing to do, right? Same thing with your spiritual with, with spirit with connecting like that. You don't need all these things. You don't need to find yourself. You're born complete. You're born with all the fruits of the spirit. Those fruits of the spirit are are the seeds that God gives you and you're, that, that you're born here with that, that are meant to grow into who you are. But they're already there. That's already who you are. The blueprint is there. Your DNA is very precious in that um, respect as well because your DNA carries a lot of information. So we have to start valuing these aspects. We have to start valuing the ascended human, the true human, and what traits the true human, the ascended human embodies. And it's not about saying, here's the thing, guys, you know, it's not about saying, hmm, I see myself, you know, being, I feel like I would be best, uh, you know, uh, an author. I see myself being an author. And you could write and be an author, right? Because you, you feel like that's a role you could play well in life. But what if that's not really what you truly wanted to do? You just settled on it because you felt like you needed you, were, you needed to know who you were. You needed to know yourself. And that seemed like yeah, you were good at writing. Felt like, you know, a natural easy way of living because you settle into that identity. And there you go. You'll know who you are. And from there. Easy peasy, right? That's how they they like raise us to be. That's what society and culture acts like our identity is. Like it's some thing that we can just say, there it is. That's I'm this now. I'm this today. It's my new identity. And it's all like a schemey thing. It's like a manipulative mindset. Like you're manipulating and scheming about who you want to be based on the demands that your lifestyle puts on you. That's really what's really going on. And we have to get real about that. So that we say, okay, I actually don't want to operate in that mindset. That's not who I want to be. And if you don't, here's the thing, guys. I mean, if you don't want to be something, you won't be that. So if you don't want to be like some way and you're always being the way you don't want to be, there's either two things happening. Either you really don't want to be that way and, and that's who you are and you're deny, in denial of that. And because you're in denial of that, you can't actually grow out of it. Or it's happening where there's a breakdown in the personality, a distortion. And again, all it takes is a recognition of that, that there is this dichotomy happening. And then you can start, again, to integrate, to become more aligned. And everyone thinks that they, they need to just be the right person, like tomorrow. So like for me, for instance, I'll use a life example. This didn't really happen, but I'm using it as like a, a, a mishmash of real life and how I could have taken it and what I could have done. 
I, at one point in my life, was at a really high point spiritually. I was operating, I would say, very integrated. I was, a lot of my gifts were very active and it was just felt amazing. But I started to fall. <laughs> I started to fall mentally and I started to fall physically in my behaviors. And I became addicted to pain medication, painkillers from my doctor. And that's just spiraled into a full blown reliance. Like I couldn't do anything. If I had work, I was a bartender. If I didn't have medication to go to work, I would not go to work. It got really bad. But once I got clear of all of that, I was in so like, I was in so such a rush to get back to that place I was at before spiritually. And it's, uh, it, it would become like, almost like overwhelming. And I was starting even to then to realize, to, to, to build an, an, an identity based off of an old identity. And you can't do that because guess what? Experience, add, it, it adds to, to your life. It adds to your identity. And what I had went through, I, I had to, to really not just go back. Oh, I'm over this now. I'm clean. I'm healthy. I'm normal again. And go back to that. No, I actually had to do a lot of introspection about what was happening how did i get to that place why did it da, 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 why did it take so long and what was the mental addiction and what was the physical addiction and i had to do some real soul searching and i and i realized a lot of things about myself from the previous time that i admired so much that actually i was meant to shed and i was meant to grow through this experience and again i could have let the experience make me hate myself and, and make me feel guilty about myself. But why? We shouldn't ever feel guilty for going through things. We shouldn't feel guilt. I mean, we could feel guilty if we hurt people in the process, but not even feel guilty, especially if you really know that, that you've moved on from that. And that's just really not who you truly are, you know, and, and, and forgive yourself. But, you know, we feel guilty a lot of the times for going through things. I noticed this with a lot of really good hearted people. They feel guilty if they like, are having an, like are, are sad and then people around them, you know, want to help them. And they'll, they'll say like, I'm so sorry. I, just, I don't like, because they, because most good people who are, who, who have a good connection to spirit, to themselves, they understand like that we have a responsibility even with each other and, and our emotions are strong tools. And again, the lower fallen self uses emotions as a manipulation weapon as a manipulation tool and it sucks because i see it all the time everywhere where you see such a strong emotion being expressed and you can tell that person's full of shit they don't really feel that way they only are saying they feel that way because they know they can get away with it or they know that people do feel that way when this thing happens so they feel like oh huh, now's my chance to be the victim to and it sucks when you see that and you see that fallen aspect in people. But we all have a little bit of it in us, you know? But that's the thing with our emotions. When you realize how potent and how strong emotions are, you respect them. And you and you actually start to reserve them. Because you realize they're not meant to be just displayed and spewed and used to bend people to your will. They're actually meant for, for you to know alone and for you to acknowledge and then for you to process and then for you to grow from. That's it. And then instead, everyone makes emotions all about 
home, like all about themselves to be like, it's all about feeding their narcissism and bending others to their will or getting a certain result. And that's ugly. I think that's the ugliest thing a person can be is that is when they express that trait in that, that human beings have, it's just horrid. <laughs> and I want to read another thing from this science of mind book because it's important because how I, I said earlier in a live, how, how, we're oppressed society and how because we're oppressed society we are not able to kind of pull out of this fallen state of mind and, and really ascend and really integrate and operate in unity with the true self because we're we, i said because we're pressed we're either depressed we're either repressed or we're oppressed we either are a victim mentality and someone's oppressing us and we're boggled down by something or we're either not acknowledging any of our emotions because we're afraid of them. So we just repress everything and act like everything's okay all the time, which is a huge disconnect. Or you're depressed or you're stuck mentally somewhere at some point where something bad happened and you can't pull out of it. Those are all things that have to do with, I believe, expression and not understanding expression and not knowing how to express. So I'm going to read this little blip. It says, if we were expressed, if we were completely expressed, we would never become sick or unhappy. The average person goes through life expressed only in part and always with a sense of incompletion and dissatisfaction. Something must be done to make the individual complete if he is to remain normal and happy and really live. I mean, that really, I think, speaks volumes. And that's the truth. Like I say, I say it in a lot of my live videos and a lot of my radio video, uh, radio shows. We're born full. And, and, and because our sick society is all mostly programmed, there's very few people who are really free. That means that they raise their children under that program. And when, when the child starts to show symptoms of being an individual, the programmed parent and the programmed teachers and the programmed society starts to tell that child they won't be accepted for, for that expression because that expression isn't what they're wanting or what, what society wants from them. And the child starts now having that internal struggle with, well, how do I express myself the right way where people will ex accept it? And that causes illness. That causes sickness in the body and sickness in the mind. Earlier today, it was raining out, right? Uh, right before it was raining out, I had my daughter. We were running around outside. She loves being outside. So when we were coming back in, it was starting to rain. I was like, I'm going back in. I just blow dried my hair. I don't really want to be out in the rain right now. Even though I love the rain. I used to literally wait for it to rain and go jogging. She was like, Mom, please, I just want to stand out in the rain. I just want to stand out in the rain. I want a scooter. I want to ride my scooter in the rain. Like, she loves to ride her scooter. And I thought, who the hell am I to deny her of that? If she truly desires that, who am I to deny that? What would be my reason for saying no? If she's, if as long as she's safe, obviously, she's not We're in the middle of the street. I know I have to explain that because some people are like, you let your daughter in the street? No, I'm not saying that. We have a little back area. <laughs> That's where she was. But who am I to deny her that if she truly wanted to do that? And that was going to bring her joy. And that would, would be a beautiful time for her alone out in the rain, doing something she truly wanted to do, connecting with her spirit, just feeling the elements. Who am I to deny her that? And then imagine if I did. 
And so like, no, it made her come in the house. And then she'd be mad at me. And then she'd be upset. And then she'd say, well, what's wrong with me wanting to go out in the rain? And why? Like, and like, that's what's wrong right now with, with everything is that the whole world is raised like that, where they're edited. They totally can't do things because usually the parents are either indoctrinated and they're, they're afraid of everything. <laughs> don't get dirty. Don't get this. Don't get that. Don't get that. Like, or they're just too stressed and, and, and overwhelmed that they don't want to have to deal with anything that might cause them extra. So they don't want the kid to do what, what the kid's wanting to do or express because that means it might be a mess. That means it might, it might be mud. That means it might be, you know, loud. And they don't want to deal with that. Well, that's not a good enough reason, by the way, just because you don't want to deal with it. That's not a good enough reason to suppress some other being. And just because that other being is a is a is a smaller being than you that doesn't give you override and right i look at children even as infants as individuals no they cannot make their own decisions no they cannot be individually free in a sense where they can they they have the 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 mental acuity to make decisions no but there is a called a, a thing called balance where it, it's a balance about letting them be who they are and doing it in parameters that are safe and appropriate for them at their age, whatever age they're at, when they're expressing whatever they're expressing. That's what it's about. It's not about saying, don't be like that. Don't be loud. You're loud. And if you are going to tell you, teach your kid, like say, you know, you want to teach them to not be loud and crazy, say when you have guests or, you know, under appropriate things, you don't have to do it in a way where, where you're like cutting them down. You can do it in a way where it's like, oh, honey, I like you. You know, I know you, you're you're loud and you're amazing, and I love your silly personality. Sometimes when there's guests around, they don't want to hear. You know, it's a lot of noise, so it's best to keep everyone. Like that's what it's all about. But again, it's about putting the the energy into it, caring and valuing these things. It matters, and I think it's so important to start. I know most people are probably listening here, are already on this path. But we are in a separation time. It's it's a bifur by I can't say the word bifurcation, where we're separated, where the people, the fallen human, is going on that timeline, the fallen human timeline, and the true human, the people who are on that path, who are seeking that. And again, if you're truly seeking that, guess what? Then you're on it. That's how easy it is. That's how easy life is super easy they have convinced you and everybody else and none that that we need all these complications in front of things because if it's too easy then it must not be good we've really been mind mind screwed it's 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 incredible and it's not it's not about looking to others and saying they have the answers nobody truly can have the answers for you but you and that is another important thing to understand you can look for guidance you can look and listen like i love to listen to other people and i don't but i've never listened to them with the intention of them teaching me or telling me something or or fulfilling something that i need because that is that power is solely within me only and it's my job it's my responsibility to fulfill myself and to figure it out for myself in a way 
that applies thus to me. Because here's the thing, you can't take the template for uh, a love story and use it to write a horror story. You just can't. But if you were looking, for, if you had no template whatsoever, and you needed just a little bit of, of guidance on how to write a story in general, yeah, but you're not going to follow the temple to the T, the template, <laughs> the temple, the template to the T. It's the same thing with these new ages, teachers, gurus, these people who want to pedestal themselves and above everyone. And they're, they've settled into an identity very nicely. And they use that identity to experience a very beautiful life. But that identity probably isn't their true one. I'll tell you that. A lot of them are false and a lot of them use spiritual wisdom. And you know what's what, how I know this? Because I study a lot of the teachings that a lot of them talk about and they leave a lot of major aspects out. And a lot of the major aspects that I feel like are left out most of the time are the aspects that really empower the individual person outside of needing that influencer or that 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 spiritual teacher or leader or whatever. So that bothers me. It bothers me because that shows that they're putting the self first. That yes, although there's much good coming out of their work, much truth, much wisdom, they're still putting themselves first. And when they're putting the self first, you're operating at a material mindset. You're operating in a fallen human mindset, state of mind, where you settled into an identity because you feel that that's the best identity that you feel most comfortable in, not the one you're meant to be on. You know, let me let me use this also as an example, because this is another thing that bothered me at the time when it was happening. When I was graduating high school and um, people were, you know, looking for what's college to go to and whatnot. Um, all of the rage then was nursing. Everyone was saying, go to college for nursing because there's a high demand for nurses. So all of these people started going, you know, becoming nurses because it's a nice, good paying job. It's in high demand. Four years, you come out, you know, you start off and you're good. You're, it's a great job. But do you really want someone who to be a nurse to go into the medical industry because it's a great job? Because they feel like it's the, the best um, career choice. That will, that will, you know, make them money. I wouldn't. I would want the person who felt a, a true calling to be the nurse, who felt the true, and wasn't there because, 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 you know, someone planted a seed and you had, oh, you should be in, you should do nursing. You've got to make great money. They start out at 25 an hour, blah, 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 blah. Although, again, the person could be a good nurse. They're not tapped into the essence at the end of the day. And to me, that's why all this other stuff can happen. That's where all of these these agendas can be passed. It's because they're not really valuing the human, the patient, the integrity, the ethics. They're valuing the system, the money, and the easy path. The easy path is not ever going to lead you. I mean, in this, in the fallen mindset, like when you in, in the fallen way, life is easy. It's very simple. We've made it super hard by relying on systems. The systems have complicated our lives drastically. They've devolved us. They're part of this de-evolution of humanity. In, in fact, it's like part of the final stage. Totally get humanity not only to not even know how to eat food or, or, or access food, 
but they can't even access their own brain uh, critical thinking either. We're in that final stage, and this is why I say it's a bifurcation, and it's the it's the the timeline splitting, because the fallen humans are in. That's what they're in. That's where you'll end up. And the ascended human will go to sim back to simple, back to basics, back to what matters. Because what does matter at the end of the day? Does your image matter? Or does the substance behind who you are matter? And if you're so preoccupied with your image, how could there be any substance? Because substance is part of within, true self. It's built on a, a, on a true foundation of knowing who you are, not a projection of what you think you ought to be. There is a difference. In the fallen human, we can be either or. But at some point, very soon, you can't be in the middle with this one. Because what path, where, where are you going to go? There's no middle path. You either are committed to your evolution, your, your ascension back upward, back to back to God, back to spirit, or you're committed to this fallen state, Dante's Inferno, that we're living in, where, where, where you're locked into your vice. You know, where every day is the same loop of seeking out that pleasure, that thing that you think fulfills you. That's the fallen human mentality. Okay, guys, I'm going to leave you with that. You have been watching Truth, Freedom, and Sophia on, on the Wake Up Radio. You can catch, again, all of our replays on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at onthewakeupradio.com. If you like the content and would love to support, please do at PayPal slash onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. Also, Cash App, dollar sign, on the Wake Up Radio. And thank you again to super producer Cindy Ashby for all you do, not just for us radio hosts, but for all of the people who watch our shows, giving them that access and giving millions of people access to true good information that only seeks to empower and unify with the true human. All right, guys, have a great night. Thanks for watching. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Flawed individual. Cindy Ashby Production. On the wake up.